um, I was like, oh yeah. So, uh, I forgot to do this last time. I, I, I did want to, uh, uh, after we did the Square Enix and, uh, uh Microsoft stuff, I forgot to give our, our prediction scores updates for, um, E3. So I wanted to, uh, Gables, I'm going to do that real quick if you don't mind. That's fine. Okay. Go ahead. So, oh, so real quick for people that maybe that, that listened or forgot or whatever, um, we did, uh, predictions for each of the four main press conferences, Ubisoft, Square Enix, uh, Microsoft, but we did, we broke up Microsoft and Bethesda, uh, cause we thought there'd be more from Bethesda than what actually was. So we broke those up. So we did three predictions for Microsoft, three predictions for Bethesda. So each of those press conferences, we did, we did three predictions, but Nintendo, we did five cause they're the wild card of video games. So we just thought there's going to be, who knows? So it's more about spray and pray, uh, for Nintendo than anything. And then for each press conference, we did what we called the double D as Gables coined it. Um, it's kind of like the, uh, the, uh, NBA three point contest where if you got it right, you got two points. Um, uh, but what little twist we made onto it is if you got it wrong, you lost the point. So everything else, you either got one point or zero points, but the double D you got two or negative one. So that one, you felt pretty, you had to feel pretty confident in being there. Um, and then the loser has to stream them playing through night trap. Um, I already bought my copy cause it was on, it was like on sale for like seven fifty a while back, a couple weeks ago when we decided to do it. Um, so, uh, run through right here. Uh, I'm just gonna do a quick update on everything that was, that we did. So for, we did for Ubisoft, um, Gables had Mario plus rabbits two, November, 2021. So a part of the rules too, was if you said it was coming, if you were, your, one of your predictions was it's coming out, excuse me, I had a burp. If it was coming out in 2021, you had to pick up, you had to pick a month. You had to get the month right. If you only said, if you thought it was coming out 2022, you just had to say it was going to stay 2022. Um, that cause obviously it's gonna be way too difficult because half the time they just say that the year, they don't give us a month or we might get fall or early or whatever. So just to make it easier for us, we did that. So Gables, uh, his double D for Ubisoft was Mario plus Rabbids two on in November, 2021. Obviously that was announced, but it, it's not coming out this year. It's coming out 2022. So technically got that wrong. Um, he said a 2d Assassin's Creed would be revealed. That was wrong, but he did have Prince of Persia 2022, uh, and that was correct. That wasn't at the press conference, but it was announced earlier in the week that it was coming in 2022. Uh, so we, we counted stuff like that. Anything that was announced the week of or like right after, we would count. Um, I, I had picked uh, South Park. The new South Park game would be revealed. That was wrong. My, my double D was Rainbow Six Quarantine would, would now be called Parasite. Uh, that was wrong. Uh, it's called Extraction. Uh, then I had No Beyond Good and Evil 2 would be there. And uh, I had that correct. So after one... Uh, Gables and I were, uh, both one for three, but we both got our double D wrong. So we were sitting at zero points, uh, for Microsoft Gables had Halo multiplayer out in August and campaign in October. That was wrong. Outer Worlds two would be revealed. That was correct. He got that. Uh, but his double D was that, uh, Microsoft buys, uh, the, I, the PTIP for, from Konami. Uh, that was wrong. So because he had one right, but he got his double D wrong and zero points for me, I had, um, Sorry, I just got an Amber alert on my phone. Um, for uh, for me, I had Halo Battle Royale would be announced. That was wrong. I said Cuphead DLC will become Cuphead 2. That was wrong. But my double D was No Hellblade, Fable, or Perfect Dark would be there. I had that correct. So I got one out. Gables and I each got one out of three. But because he got his double D wrong, he lost the point. So he had zero. I was at two. Um, so now it's two zero altogether. Um for Bethesda, which there was way less at Bethesda than we thought. Well, there was actually only two games shown at Bethesda. Um, so he had Starfield exclusive. That was correct. So he got, he got one there. Uh, Quake reboot would be revealed 
Uh, that was double, as that was double D. That was wrong, so we lost a point. Wolfenstein three times exclusive was the other one that was wrong. So he's a he got one right, but he got his double D wrong, so that's zero. Uh, for me, I had Wolfenstein uh, three twenty twenty two. That was wrong. Unfortunately, it wasn't there. For my double D, I had there be no mobile game discussion, which that was correct. And I said Skyrim. There'd be a Skyrim remaster update for PS five and for next gen, and that was wrong. Uh, so because uh, we both got one for three, but Gibbs got double D, double D wrong. He had zero, but I got my my one my one correct was the double D. So I had two. So it's now I now four nothing, um, I believe at this point. Uh, Square Enix Gable said Final Fantasy VII remake would be there. That was a double D. That was wrong. Uh, Kingdom Hearts the next Kingdom Hearts game would be revealed 2022. That was wrong. And then he said uh, Final Fantasy one would be remastered. That was correct because Pixel remaster was announced. Uh, but he had his double D wrong, so he had zero points for that one. Uh, for me, I had three final, at least three Final Fantasy games would be would be revealed there. I think they ended up being like eight technically because of the the collection. Um, that was my double D. I got that correct. And then Guardians of the Galaxy would be revealed. I got that correct. And then I said the Black Panther uh, Panther collection or sorry Avengers Black Panther uh, expansion would be there. Would be coming out in September. Uh, actually, it's coming out in August. That was wrong. But I got two out of three right, one of them being my uh, my double D. So I got three points, Gables at zero. Uh, now for the, the grand finale, the the crazy one uh, for, uh, sorry, um, my uh, for Nintendo, we did five predictions and we had two double Ds. So there were seven points possible. So going into this, it was actually, uh, I had seven points, Gables at zero. So he still had a chance uh, to, get the, to get this. Uh, he just had to get basically all of them right, or get most of them right, and then I had to get pretty much all mine wrong um so into this gables had uh his five predict picks were his double d would be master chief would be a smash character uh breath of the wild 2 would be coming in october that was wrong beta the 3 2022 that was wrong his other double d was donkey kong the new donkey kong odyssey or whatever you want to call it uh would be revealed it's and it's 3d that was wrong and then he is uh final prediction was nintendo online service would increase price and you'd be able to stream games uh and it would add gamecube or no, game, yeah, GameCube, Game Boy, and N64. That was wrong. So he was 0 for 5 with minus 2 points. Um, and then um, for me, I had my 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 first double D was I, I'd say they had uh, the first, uh, they'd show both Smash characters. One would be in June, which actually is correct because uh, that one was, part one was correct because uh, Kazuya is coming in June 28th, uh, but part two wasn't correct because they did not reveal the other one. So I got that one wrong. So I was minus one there. My other double D uh, was Wind Waker and the Twilight Princess collection would be revealed. That was wrong. So both my double Ds were wrong right there. So I'm already minus two. But I got the final three correct. Uh, so I got 2D Samus game would be revealed. No Metroid Prime 4, which it was, it was they talked about it, but there was no uh, um, like uh, trailer or anything. And then WarriorWare would be revealed. Like I said, that was a, uh, a, a prayer. And then Breath of the Wild 2 would be out in 2022. So I got those I got those last three right. So I got three out of five right, but I got my two double D's wrong. So I lost two, then I gained three. So I had plus one. Gables had minus two. So for the final score, Gables had minus two. I had eight points. So uh Gables, you have to play Night Trap now. Yep. Yeah. So Absolutely. The kind of the big difference here is that it's kind of so I did like a little breakdown, like a baseball breakdown here. So Gables got four out of seventeen right. But like I said, Gables yep. is the Jason Giambi of fucking predictions. Because I've seen this man be wrong in everything when we when we discuss predictions for, for stuff in the past for direct state of plays and miss wildly. And then I've seen this guy 
fucking hit everything out of the park and get everything right. It, that's how it works for Gables. He get he's either hitting home runs, he'll have some off the wall shit. I'm like, that's not gonna happen. And then they fucking happen. So um, and that just you know, Gables is the is Jason Jami. So he struck out more than he hit home <laughs> runs. Uh, so he had four to seventeen correct, uh, but he got all six of his double D's wrong. So that's where the mm-hmm. negative two came in. I got eight. I was eight out of seventeen, but I had three out of my six double D's correct. Um, so yeah. I, I, overall, I think I would have been much happier if Gables won because that would have meant more things that I wanted to happen happen. Uh, but I, mean, I, I loved Gables' predictions just because I wanted those so bad. I would have been happily lost because that meant we would have Mario plus Rabbids in November. Uh, but obviously, it didn't happen. Yeah, really. Uh, that would have been awesome. The the only regret I had with the making of those predictions was I was too ambitious when it came to the Nintendo stuff. I didn't really delve too deep inside of it, really, because I essentially should have put more thought into effort when it came into the Nintendo stuff because of because of them being the wild card factor I mean yeah. I should have at least thought about the possibilities of Metroid and even like something very obscure but there would have been no way I would have guessed that a new Advance Wars would be yeah. announced there would have been no way I would have thought that uh, oh god what was it like Super Monkey Ball things like remastered it, even if I you know, God, even if it was like a, like leaked or something like that days before, I wouldn't have been able to guess it that time anyway. Yeah. But uh, I am happy initially with what came out of that presser in that regards. And quite honestly, you know what? Those things may still happen, but not like at E3. <laughs> yeah, not not this <laughs> E3. But uh, yeah, it was, I, it was it was good overall, though. I, I enjoyed that. I, I want to do that every year. But uh, that was fun, Gables. I, I I'm so sorry. You have to play Night Trap now. I'm really happy though that I did not suggest Battle and Wonderworld because I would have felt terrible <laughs> if you had to play Battle and Wonderworld. <laughs> oh yeah, going from Pitter Pot to Battle and Wonderworld. I oh, I'm so glad that we both decided upon Night Trap because I'd rather be playing Night yeah. Trap than Battle. Yeah, no, that was your call. But we we spent like a good yes. hour trying to figure out a game to play, and um, <laughs> Gables thought of uh, Night Trap, and I'm happy he did. Because my, my, I was like, if we don't think of something soon, we're doing Battle Wonder Wonderworld. Um, and uh, he, thank God he thought of that. Um, I still might play it anyways. <laughs> I mean, did you hear they said uh, Plumbers Don't Wear Tires is, co- is coming to Switch? Yes, I actually saw that for Limited Run Games. Yeah. There was a there was an actual press, press release here from uh, Limited Run Games of games that they're going to release. One of the more obscure ones is an old 3DO infamous game called plumbers don't wear ties where if you don't know what that game is dear listeners let me let me just reveal some bit of gold for you this was basically a game or a pseudo game that was released on the 3do system that is an equivalent to a softcore porn yeah um if a couple things about the, about these uh two games here night trap and plumbers don't wear ties uh, when they did the the whole like trial thing or whatever for uh, in Congress with Mortal Kombat and they ended up at this is how we got the uh, how games are rated now um, ESRB and all that uh, and really how the ESA uh, ESA came ar- came around uh, those were the three games that they talked about like about how like games mm-hmm. need to be like rated and it's kind of the Wild West which I, I agree they they didn't even get a rating on them but it was really funny that those are the three games and also. Uh, for Night Trap and uh, Plumbers Don't Wear Ties, just watch the Angry Video Game Nerds uh, video about those. It's incredible. Two of his best videos he's ever made. So Two of his best videos. I mean, I'll tell you what. Definitely listeners or people watching on the Twitch chat, 
search up angry video game nerd and plumbers don't wear ties i kid you not you will not be disappointed with what he has to talk yeah. about with that game it's good, good shit all right well gable should we move on to uh our overall thoughts on e3 yeah let's go ahead and all right the overall thoughts on e3 let's see off the top of my head like i was stating previously i felt e3 in general was half and half to where there were plenty of conferences that were just like a big old fart in the wind and then there was things like microsoft nintendo that just felt like it was just incredible it was like cloud nine it was like some of the best that these two companies had to offer and it engaged people to buy stuff, and it also engaged people to invest deep inside of their products for the next couple of years. That's how I felt felt about E3. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I I agree with you. Um, I would say, oh, like if you put like time, you know, t- overall time, good and bad. I would say it's probably like twenty five percent of it was like good quality stuff. It was just Agreed. it was a weird E three, and this is something I even I even talked about on Friday when I was uh, when we we're doing a little pre three discussion. And I was just like, my thing was like, I had a list of like all the game, all the uh, developers that are going to be there and stuff. And I was like, here's all the games that like currently that we know about that some have dates. Most don't that we just know they're making. And um, it's like I'm, all the rumors I'm hearing, it was like people were, you know, they're saying like, uh, just keep like, you know, there's a lot of shit. COVID has hurt the game development way more than we think still in Japan. Like they're still in a state of emergency right now um, for mm-hmm. COVID. So that's still hurting them. And they talk about Nintendo was one of the companies that was hit the hardest. Um, yes, they were. So it's just a lot of, um, you know, you got to keep that in mind. So it was like, it was probably like a lot more updates on stuff that we know about less. I mean, still be surprises, but less surprises, more updates on stuff. Um, you know, a lot of, like a lot of stuff we might've got teasers for two years ago. We might finally see some gameplay for, and that's basically what a lot of C3 was. I'd still say, I mean, if it was just like a normal E3 where we just had like the normal, you know, press conferences from, you know, the UBs, if it was just Ubisoft, maybe yeah, Square Enix is still there. They were there at 2018 and 19. So that's not too out of, uh, too crazy, but Bethesda, Xbox, Nintendo, all if we just had those, I, I would, I think overall I would have been fine with it. It like 2019 wasn't a very good one, but it was it was just at a normal E3. It was it was not a very good E3. Uh, this one, like I said, with the expectations at that level uh, of just you know expect more updates on stuff and less surprises. Um, I still I would think with those expectations in place with, with what we got, I'm still happy. I would rather take all the bad with what we got. I think that the highs mostly were Xbox and Nintendo, and then Guardians of the Galaxy for me. Um, but. Uh, yeah, just the rest of it just did not need to be there. We didn't need to. We didn't need to take two stuff. We didn't. Or you know, I'm fine with you know having the diversity discussion. That's totally fine. But don't call it a take two thing because you're just you. People are expecting game news there. You know, like call it you know the diversity discussion or call it sponsored by Take Two or something like that. Uh, we didn't need a Verizon commercial. Essentially, we didn't need a Razor thing. Capcom didn't nope. need to be there. Koch definitely didn't need to be around there. Um, Devolver was entertaining as hell as always. Um, Gearbox definitely didn't need to fucking be there. And that, that's like part of it. Like I was telling Gables before the show, I was like, I'm just exhausted because like, I, I feel like I didn't get a weekend because it's just like a good chunk of my fucking since Thursdays was me watching mostly bullshit. And it's like, yeah, like I said, I would, I'll take the bad with the good overall. I'd rather have the Xbox guardians of the galaxy and Nintendo, if I could take those three, if I could take those three things out of it, 
uh, I'll take those with everything else. But yeah, it's just like, yeah, it was bad. It was just not good. Like, like I said, though, I, I think overall, like Ubisoft was fine for what it is. Square Enix was, well, that was bad. Square Enix was just bad. After Guardians of the Galaxy was just bad because they like, they just hurt everything they showed outside of Life is Strange and Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, I think everybody was just mad at <laughs> everything they, they showed. I'll, I'll re-clarify something as well. The reason why I personally rated Square Enix's thing an 8 out of 10 is mostly due in large part to Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, no, that's fair. And even though they're, even though it's like Guardians of the Galaxy, I, I'm i in there with you and also with a lot of people because a lot of the other content was either questionable or was not in a good quality. Like, the questionable things with the whole Final Fantasy remaster stuff, that was deceiving at first, because this Pixel remaster, I, uh, excuse me, I thought initially that this would be introduced for consoles, and instead it's another retrend for Steam and for, like, iOS. Yeah. That doesn't make any Which sense. Which are already on. The game, the game like, like Babylon or something like that, or Fall, Babylon Fall or whatever the hell by platinum games you touched upon in like an episode ago where it looks like like a freaking platinum c team is working on the freaking game and it does not look impressive at all it looks like it's entirely rushed and on top of that from having seen more footage of it it looks like it was done as a live service game as sort of like an afterthought because it looks like they definitely need some more like time to work this game out because yeah. it does not even remotely look interesting in my opinion. And what's really just depressing about that is I found out after we did that podcast, uh, they actually said it in the thing. I just was so in shock. I didn't realize it that um, the near automata team is the one making this game. Damn. One of my favorite games of last generation. I, I'm my, my, my hope is that it's like just one guy that made that game is on this team, so they're just technically technically the, the Nero Tomino team is making it. It's really we just took we just took Tom. Tom from PR or Tom that he makes really good coffee. So we're bringing him over from the Nero Tomino team to work on this. So we can just say Nero Tomino's here. That's my hope. Because uh if if that's the case, it's that's not good. That that's well I'll tell you what, what a waste. I think a lot of it Maybe maybe some bit of that team just initially was working upon like the new replicant stuff, you know. But I I have hopes that this game is going to be worked upon more. It needs like another year in the oven. Yeah. I mean, I kid you not. This definitely needs like another year and a half or so in the oven because Babylon Fall does not. It reminds me of a budget title Godfall for God's sake. Yeah. That is not a good comparison. If you have like Gearbox's like laziness, all shitting out things. Yeah. And their biggest and what was Gearbox's biggest tout and announcement this E3 was that Godfall was coming to PS4. Yeah. No one gives a shit about the PS4 version of Godfall. If you can't sell a game I'm as a sorry. launch title for PS5 when there's five games, no one's gonna buy it when on the PS4 when there's a hundred thousand games, and the console's dead. Exactly. So. Yeah. Why the hell would I want to buy Godfall on the PS4 when I could just go through and buy something else in the PS4? Hell, maybe even fucking Night Trap and enjoy that more than Godfall. Yeah, I'll, I'll get, At least I'll get a reaction from yeah, it. Yeah, and it's only an hour long. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, uh, for the Nero Repl- uh, Replicant thing, that's actually not... That wasn't a Platinum game. That uh, I can't remember who made that. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so it's a different studio. But yeah, I mean... I, overall, I'm more excited. Like I, like I was talking with Nintendo. Like the, They did a really good job of showing us what's coming next year what's coming the rest of the year like we got a good balance of that xbox 
has completely, I mean, they've been super transparent with us really for the last couple of years, but especially lately with just, if there's an update with something or like when like, uh, Halo Infinite got delayed, fucking Phil Spencer went on an Animal Crossing talk show to give us all the details of why it got delayed. And I mean, he was super honest about it, like talking about like, well, we can release, we don't want to release it in parts. We want to release it together. Um, they want to, you know, morale, all that, like the game come out and not be good. So, I mean, they've been super transparent about everything going on. And like, now they're being super transparent with like everything going on with like, we have a good idea of what's coming in 2023 now. Step so, well, I hope games on the docket for 2023, obviously some will get delayed 2022 and 20, like the rest of the year. Like they were talking about six big triple a games for the, uh, for the rest of the year, the next six months. And it's like they they got it. Like I mean, this the rest of the year is looking really like I like I, I've yeah. talked about before. I have a, a note uh, a note thing on my phone to help me keep track for games like the dates of games coming out and if I pre ordered them where I pre ordered them because I've I've had issues in the past oh where God. I pre I pre ordered the, the same game twice and then you get two copies Ooh. showing up because I pre ordered one at Best Buy and one on Amazon or something like that. Um, so, and this is like I was kind of looking at it the other day and I was just like. Man, there's not a lot coming out. I mean, after Ratchet, there's not really a lot coming out the rest of the year that I'm looking forward to. And then, I mean, it's, it's filled out. <laughs> that got shot out the window. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> some of it's smaller titles and stuff like that. There's some indie stuff. and But, I mean, overall, though, I went from, like, there was, like, three or four games on my, my list the rest of the year. And now there's closer to, like, probably eight to ten now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's that's what I want from E3. E3 is, like, okay, now I, for the rest of the year, we know what to expect. And it's like on top of that, like Horizon still might come out this year. Um, I mean, it gives like now there's things that we're hoping that come up this year aren't, you know, like uh, like an Elden Ring or uh, um, Starfield or Breath of the Wild 2. Um, like we now we have, okay, now 2022 and like Starfield's case, 11, 11 22. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, overall, I mean, kind of rambling here, but overall, I thought it was, it was a, for, if you, if you went into it, like I said, with my expectation levels were expect a lot of updates, not a lot of reveals. Uh, and you take just those main four press conferences and devolvers. Um, I think coming out of it, it w- would be like if you compare it to past years, was it, was it below average? Yeah. But I think knowing how the world's been with COVID, you know, still being an issue, especially you know outside of the United States. I think that's hard sometimes for us to grasp as, as things are opening here is, you know, I'm sure I know we're all tired of hearing about COVID and talking about COVID and people using COVID as an excuse, but it's still a pretty fucking valid excuse, at least right now, a year from now, maybe not, but right now it's still a valid excuse. Um, it's not really an excuse. It's just, that's, that is what it is. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, it was, I think it was pretty good. I'm happy with it overall. Uh, I, like I was selling cables. I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of bullshit, uh, in between, you know, you gotta deal with all the, you gotta get all through all the bullshit in the weeds to get to the good stuff, but uh, I, I take it you know, hundred times out of hundred, then, then not have the, have not not have this at all. Just be this. Just be another week in June. Um, be a normal week. Um, I, I'd, I'd rather have this. So um, yeah. Uh, but Gables, I want to move on here to uh, what was your biggest surprise of E3? All right. When it came out to the biggest surprise of E3, honestly, looking back on it. I'm tied between two games, but if I had to pick one of the two, it actually would be Advance Wars. Yeah, well, you could say the other one. Dormant... That's fine. Oh yeah, that. 
I mean, the first one obviously was Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, we were hearing about it, but the biggest surprise wasn't it being announced, but it was the how good the quality was of the game mm. and how much the acting in those sequences were good, in my honest opinion. Granted, I know this was introduced in the middle of the Square Enix press conference, and then it wasn't what a lot of people wanted to see, but at the end result, I feel like we got a better quality superhero game to get excited about since spider-man mm. quintessentially but my actual like the other game that i was the biggest surprise like i stated previously advance wars this is a dormant franchise since like 2008 days of ruin was the last official like advance wars game in that series and it was like an offshoot that was like incredibly different a little bit more darker edgier and stuff than like what we had initially this release back to form the first two Advance War games that were Game Boy Advance classics. They are classic games. So happy to see those going through. It was an incredible surprise when I saw that revealed. But yeah, that's my big surprise, really. It's Advance Wars, like uh, One Plus Two. I think it's like re, like reboot, rebooted, or what the hell it's called. Mm. One Plus Two is One Plus Two something. Yeah, so that one, and then like in the close second, that was Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually, um, I I was kind of like in a, a three way tie with, and two of those, you know, the two you had were three of, or were two of the three for me, uh, more so how yeah, like you said, Guardians of the Galaxy, how good it looks, and like it does it look like a last gen game, yeah, but I, I think the the quality of how like being a single player game, because uh, I really going into this, I had no expectations. Um, I was honestly, my, well, my expectations honestly were that I wouldn't actually care about this game after coming off Avengers. And like in my head, I was so worried that this would be a live service game. Um, coming out, like, like I said, going in, like after seeing that, it's like IDOS Montreal. They made my least favorite of the, the trilogy of the Tomb Raider games. Um, I'm like, if my, my, like some expectations, like if this is an eight out of 10 kind of game, then it, it's it'll meet expectations. That's kind of what I'm hoping for out of this. But I like I said, like the, it was the it was the one time where I audibly laughed out loud uh, in a good way. Yes. There's there's like I laughed a lot during the Square Enix uh, and uh, uh, Kosh one just uh, and Gearbox just, but not for good reasons. I laughed a lot of those. Like what the fuck is happening right now? Um, but this was like the one time I like I laughed out loud in like a good way where like it was, I was supposed to laugh. Um, with the when he throws rocket raccoon uh, uh, rocket over the thing, oh, I land on his feet and he fucking lands on his head. Oh man, it's, it still makes me laugh. <laughs> I went back and watched that trailer today and I laughed again. It still gets me. It's still fucking funny. Uh, but um, yeah, that one blew me away. And really, the biggest thing out of that was it comes out. It's coming out this year. Um, yes, Advance Wars. Ob- obviously, the, like like I said, and the Nintendo thing. Like if this, if the, that Nintendo Direct was 15 years ago, I would, we would all would have been like. 10 times hype more hype than we are we would we would have been because those things were still active and going on and just more of that is is yeah it's awesome and like i i can't wait to buy it like i said like the price i'm not super happy about but the nintendo knows i'll buy it so it's like whatever i can't bitch about it <laughs> um and then the other one was WarioWare. <laughs> that was like my shot in the dark WarioWare touch is one of my all-time favorite games i believe when we did our top 30 of all time games list it was I either it was in the twenties or in my honorable mentions. Like it's legitimately one of my all time favorite games, um, and the fact that we're we're getting another one really for the first time since then. I know they've done some offshoots. There's actually a WarioWare Gold or something that came out in 
2018, but it only came to fucking 3DS. Yes. It was on the 3DS, but uh, as far as... That was actually a remaster, I believe, of like the original release. But in terms of this one announced, it was a brand new WarioWare thing. It's not remastered. It's not like yeah. anything else. It's a brand new entry in that series since like WarioWare Touch yeah. and everything else. Yeah, it's just awesome, and the fact that it's only three months away is incredible. Um, once again, it's fifty bucks, but whatever. I'm gonna buy it. They know I'm gonna buy it. I'm, I'm, am I gonna be a little upset about it? Yeah, but I'm gonna buy it. I'm gonna be happy. So um, those are my like my overall three. But my 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 game of the show. I want to know what your game of the show overall is. Mine is Guardians of the Galaxy. All right, yours is Guardians of the Galaxy. Mine's Metroid Dread, and only because I've been following this game off and on since like uh, the mid 2000s because I was sad when that game was canceled on the DS and I'm incredibly happy to see this game come out actually it's went from canceled to being in a project to being canceled again and then finally all come full circle seeing that trailer today and seeing how fantastic and how atmospheric it looks like I can feel the franticness of that freaking game just by watching the gameplay when Samus is running around and stuff trying to dodge these freaking, like, Emmy robots and stuff. And all of a sudden, it's like, you take a certain... you. I actually did go through and watch that uh, treehouse, right? And you see bits and examples where if you're climbing on certain, like, platforms or something like that, and you think you're hiding and stuff, and then the robot will find a way to sneak all the way around and just, just try to chase after you and this stuff. And it's pretty much confirmed they catch you it's like a one-hit kill so you have to try to find these omega weapons in order to destroy these damn robots right but it's my game of the show but it's because the last time i enjoyed a 2d metroid in that style when it was new was metroid fusion and that was all the way back when i was in high school and that was like 2003 2004 i remember distinctly playing through that game freshman year alongside other classic games that year that I played and beat for the first time, like Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. And man, that's one of those games. This is the sequel to the game I enjoyed a hell of a long time ago. And I can't be more excited than that because it comes out in October. It makes me want to go back and finish Samus Returns because it's the same people that like helped remaster that fantastic classic. And yeah, that's my game of show. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I, yeah. There was, there was, a, it was definitely a solid. The high points were def- definitely really solid. There's a lot of games I'm looking forward to uh, the next year, especially. All right, uh, all right, Tyler. So let me ask you. This is we're gonna go back and forth with some of these questions okay. here. What was your biggest letdown of E3? Um, man. Yeah, I'm kind of racked my brain about this because I'm thinking like, is it a game that wasn't there that I thought would be there, or is this something that like we saw and I was like, oh, that kind of sucks. And I don't, it's hard to say because, like, I, there was a lot of stuff I thought would be there that wasn't there, but I, they're not ones I was, like, upset about necessarily, like the the Zelda collection, HD collection, I thought would be there, but wasn't. That's not really bummed about it. Um, fuck. I don't know. Do you have one off the top of your head? All right. So, off the top of my head, the biggest letdown, honestly, for me was watching through a lot of the actually no in regards it's not like a specific game per se it's more or less like a specific conference and the biggest letdown was the pc gaming show and i'll tell you why the reason why it was such a letdown to me for one it wasn't the least bit entertaining 
the damn skits were just fucking boring as shit and like really annoying. But there was hardly any type of any type of surprise by say developers say like with Sega or with whatever you know in terms of games that would appeal to me in specifics. I mean, the games of the showcase you know were fine. You know, Mech Warrior stuff. People are really hardcore. There are some people that are very hardcore in the Mech Warrior series. I mean, I I respect that, but. In terms of the games that were announced, they were mostly kind of indie games that sort of blended together, in my honest opinion. Nothing really more interesting. I thought the Future Games Show did a better job representing things that were coming to PC than the PC Gaming Show. But I was highly disappointed because last year, when the PC Gaming Show was going through his rigmarole, we learned about Persona 4 Golden coming to mm. Steam. And I was highly expecting something Atlas-related was going to be announced in regards to downloadable on Steam or even, like, on other systems because that, you know, that subsidiary of Shin Megami Tensei, that spinoff series, the Persona ones, that's what gamers want to go through and play. And that's kind of what I want to play because I'd love to have downloadable things on my computer to play, like, Persona 3 or Persona 5 Royal. I don't care if I want to fucking play through that thing again. I've played through, like... Going to be playing through like twice or something the PS4 here, <laughs> PS5. But uh, that was my biggest disappointment, okay. was the lack of quality of the PC gaming show and the lack of interesting games from that show. Okay. Um, thinking about it a little bit, it's more so something that was there and whether that wasn't there. Uh, to me, honestly, it's not. It's hard to bitch because it's just like, I mean, I'll, I want the game to come out good and be quality. Uh, that Mario Plus Rabbids 2, I was so convinced that that game was coming this year. That I thought so too. Yeah, you, know, you said November. I was thinking like August in my head. I had like August, September. Uh, and that was it's just a 2022 release date. Obviously, not mad about it as far as like I would, I mean, I would rather that game, I'd rather wait a year and play that game and it be one of my favorite games of the year, uh, one of my favorite games on the Switch, than it come out in August and be a broken piece of shit. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, I, I think that's it. Cause I, but it's more my fault then it's Ubisoft or Nintendo's fault. Because I had that so built up in my head, they were going to do the thing again where they um, they had, you know, like, oh, here, announce it at E3 and then put it out two months later. Uh, and I just, I I was, I just so convinced myself, so fell in love with the idea of that happening that it obviously didn't happen. Um, so that's probably mine, really. There's not really, I mean, it's hard to think because there's not really a, a lot from these other studios that I was hoping to hear from because like 12 minutes was like the one thing really that I wanted an absolute release date on. Like that would have been my right. biggest letdown for getting a release date from 12 minutes. Which we got August 19th was I was hoping that was another one though. I was like really a lot of them was like, I thought they'd be sooner, but that game was announced six fucking years ago. So, I mean, I, I was nah. hoping that would be shit. There was rumors or there was some talk that might be a shadow drop like out today thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's it. I don't, I, like I said, my 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 expectations were they were. I didn't have. I wasn't going too crazy as far as like, um, big new announcements and all that, and then hearing from the rumors. So, yeah. All right. Next question for you, for you. What was the best conference? Um. You know, we we, we did ranks on them, and so for me, it's it's uh it's Microsoft or an Xbox. Uh, it's just like yeah. what we talked about um with the Nintendo stuff where it's. They, I think they just, I think Nintendo had a really good one. They used to have those top, top end stuff. And I felt like, um, the Xbox one had two of the three Holy Trinities of Xbox. They had Forza and they had Halo. They didn't have gears. That was the only thing they're missing. Um, 
and they had two of those three. They like those two are coming out this year. Like I said, they're they're they have set it up super duper well of having um, uh, their two. You know, the 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 next the rest of the year looks fantastic. We're getting back for blood. For I mean, mostly for Game Pass, we're getting back for blood. We're getting Flight Simulator. We're getting Forza. We're getting Halo. Uh, um, there's a couple other ones too. I'm not, I can't think of. There's a rumor of the Battlefield uh, 2042 being Game Pass Day One. There's a there's a 12 minutes coming coming to uh, Game Pass. There's Psychonauts 2 coming to Game Pass in August. Uh, I mean they've done a great job of setting up the uh, the just the rest of this year. And then you, and then you think about you know next you know next year they're setting up more um, with a bunch of games as well. And then 2023 like we've just seen a ton of games that we now know about um, for the next two years give or take you know obviously shit will get delayed stuff will get pushed uh, but we just we, we're coming out of it we just know so much for these guys uh and it's hard to beat it you know they, they were 90 minutes and it was just fucking banger after banger uh 27 of the 30 games were game pass games day one game pass games uh and yeah it was just a lot of show don't tell um kind of stuff and i i really i really liked it, it was it was a nice we I mean, did all the hit with me no of course not but that's i mean it's they're they're treating it like they're doing a really good job of with it with it being a streaming service of like a million sh- things come out in fucking Netflix every month, but they're hoping that only they really just want two or three to connect to each person, and if they got it, they if you if they got connects to you, they got you for another fucking month. They're gonna get another fucking seventeen dollars or whatever you pay for it out of you this month, and that's what they care about. I think it was like what fifteen or something? I don't know. It's <laughs> I got rid of it. It was like I was paying like eighteen bucks a month. It was ridiculous. Now I never use it. Oof. Yeah, I, I went like I haven't. I, I think I've watched like three things on it, um, in the in like the last year, and uh, I was like, this is stupid. So yeah, that, that's that's my favorite show. What, what was yours, Gables? All right. So obviously, I kind of mirror the same in regards to Microsoft because I felt like Microsoft and Nintendo pretty much were neck to neck in regards to best conference. So I can't really pick one out of the two. I reflect, like I stated before, a lot of your uh, sentiments in regards to the Microsoft stuff. I mean, I really like that. Like you stated before, it's like it feels like every month now for the rest of the year going into 2022 is major release for Microsoft. Would need to be Psychonauts 2 or the Flight Simulator or something like that. And even like the new additions to Game Pass, all the Bethesda games that have just been added on and stuff. And the Yakuza games and Yakuza Like a Dragon being on there. That's fantastic value for Game Pass. $45 $45 for three months. If you want to just get like this game pass itself without worrying about gold, it's like 120 bucks or something like that for a year on uh, Amazon. But Nintendo, like I said, I've already explained why I love that conference, why I gave it a 9.5, like on match and par with Microsoft. So it's because of games that uh, pretty much Nintendo took out of the bullpen and stuff, polished off and stuff and made a whole bunch of people excited, including myself in order to invest also, from this month all the way to the rest of the year into 2002, I know those two companies now. I don't know what fucking Sony's going to do, but they're probably going to have something maybe in July. I mean, that's just a guess right now. Yeah. But what I can say in regards to the worst conference... Now, when I'm saying worst conference, I'm not meaning everything in general. I mean, by far, I think we can you know. You know Un, like uh, unanimously agree that Gearbox was just full of shit. Yeah, Gearbox but, is the uh, second worst. Koch is only worse because it was two hours. And Gearbox was thirty minutes. Yeah, but honestly, out of the big five, I thought Ubisoft's was like the worst, and only because 
of the fact that there were not a lot of things that were very interesting to me. The shredded game looked fine. You know, the snowboarding thing was fine and stuff. But the biggest thing of note, really, was Mario plus Rabbids. Like a spark of hope, in yeah. my honest opinion. Because even after their one more thing turned out to be Avatar, I didn't give a shit about Avatar. I mean, <laughs> that's an IP that I never really was caught up with, even back when the movie first released. But uh, I just did not have a lot of interest. I did not have any interest in like the, the extraction game or any of that sort. Honestly, I can't remember too much about the Ubisoft presser other than Assassin's Creed Valhalla getting another expansion and like uh, Prince of Persia being delayed to 2022 like, and that uh, other shit. Extraction was there, Siege updates, uh, Far Cry 6. Well, yeah, Riders stuff Republic, like that. So, yeah. Yeah, like I said, Riders Republic looked okay and stuff, but honestly, these... These kind of feel like middle tier sort of experiences with the exception of like Far Cry 6, which looking into gameplay of that on the future game show and seeing actual gameplay footage of it, that one looks like it's going to be fun. Yeah. But in terms of its presentation, Ubisoft and the performance, the sort of thing was strong, but it was a lot of showing, not telling in that regards. But I felt Mario plus Rabbids, Spark of Hope was the only thing that was really a set piece right there. And that made it kind of the worst out of the five because... Even though Square Enix did have a lot of fumblings and there were plenty of stuff that were very questionable and stuff, Guardians of the Galaxy, I felt, was strong enough to be above Ubisoft. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm of two minds because I think for me personally, um, I, I think a big issue with Ubisoft was the fact that Nintendo spoiled uh, Mario Plus Rabbids 2. I mean, there's already rumors and leaks yeah. coming out, but like... When you are, when you see it right there and you can't deny it, like oh, well, maybe it's a rumor or it's a leak, it might be there. You know, like you're pretty sure it's going to be there, but it's still a chance it won't. You know, and it's just like we, I don't know it. That that really took the wind out of sails. I think for it, I think Ubisoft's was better as a press conference or whatever you want to call it. Ubisoft Forward, um, in their direct style. I think Ubisoft is better because, I mean, we go into, we know what Ubisoft games are for the most part. Like, yes. we know what, they have map games. They do the weird, like, you know, Steep and Wider Republic um, uh, stuff. Like the, what's that motorcycle game that they, the Trials kind of games. Like, oh, yeah. They have these weird offshoots they do. And I love the fact they take chances with stuff like that. But then they also have, you know, their their Assassin's Creed or they have their Far Cry. And they have their Rainbow Six. Like, they have a tactical shooter. They have the first person shooter. And then they have their you know third person open world game, um, and we know what they are. I think for if you are a fan of Ubisoft, I think they did a, like. I mean, obviously, yeah, I agree with you. Like most of that shit right. doesn't speak to me. Far Cry Six, I enjoyed the Far Cry games. I at least enjoyed three, four, uh, five was okay. It just had some issues. I, it just wasn't right. Montana, shockingly, not a very interesting place to explore. Um, but you know, the six I think looks pretty good. Uh, I, I, but I think overall, I didn't. None of it really spoke to me outside of Mario Plus Rabbids. And like I said, it took the window out of the sales. The fact that it was spoiled early, and the fact that it was 2022 for me. That's a that's more of a me thing than in general. Uh, but I gotta say, like my game of the show was Guardians of the Galaxy. And I know half of the press conference of theirs was uh, um, Guardians of the Galaxy. I think like 15 of the 40 minutes was them, and then the other five of those 40 minutes was uh, Life is Strange. But it's just I don't, you know. But the, but the other 20 minutes. Was just like, and a lot of people did not. A lot of people don't think Guardians of the Galaxy looks good, which I, I can understand. Like I said, it looks like a last gen game. I don't think this is going to be a, a, a game of the year contender. I like I said, if this is going to be a, one of those, uh, this game, if it comes out as an eighty three on Metacritic, I'm going to be I'm going to consider myself happy. Um, 
with that one. But I, I think I think a lot of people's anger in regards to the game, in regards about the Guardians of the Galaxy in general, is not the quality of the game. It's the fact that a lot of them did not want to see this front and center and wanted to focus squarely upon like the whatever type of JRPG things that Square Enix has, which, yeah, I can understand that because Square Enix does have a lot of lineage in regards to JRPGs, but they also have a lot of companies that work in America too. And this, this one kind of felt more focused to American audiences more than anything. And that's kind of like what pissed a lot of people off. Well, there's definitely some of that. I was, as I was like reading through Twitter live as this stuff was happening, like a lot of people were getting upset that they spent so much time on, on this game. But no, there's a lot of people that do like Guardians of the Galaxy. I think that game looks bad. So, I mean, there's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, but I I think, I think more so than a lot. Yeah. Like I think a lot of people like they, you know, much like we know what Ubisoft games are. Primarily know what Square Enix games are, which are mostly J- JRPG focused. Um, yes, or at least uh, Japanese focused. Um, and yeah, I, I just think that like they actively pissed off. Like n- nobody came away happy from this press conference. Even the hardcore did. Oh did, yeah, because it's, oh, and uh, just to inter inter thing one last yeah, moment right here. The Final Fantasy Origins game, the one by Koei Tecmo, the whole chaos thing surrounding the freaking demo chaos. and how the demo was corrupted on PS5. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that was it, that was happy it's, it's finally You're finally able to play it last night, so that's something, I guess. Uh, the demo okay. is now playable, so that was like late last night that happened. Um, yeah, I, I just think Square Enix was the worst because it actively pissed off everybody because, like, like I said, yes. I enjoyed the first half. But even I was like the last five minutes of Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm like, I don't need to see anymore. I'm already sold. Yeah. I feel like most people are already either in or out after the 10 minute mark of that. Um, and yeah, you spent over, almost half of your press conference on this one thing. Whether you're in or out, I was like, all right, this is too much. You can, we can move on now. We get, we get the gist. Um, but yeah, like I said, the Final Fantasy collection that just pissed everybody off. Um, the uh, uh, Final Fantasy Origins that looks awful than the corrupt stuff. Uh, then. Uh, Babylon's fall is double upsetting because not only were we thinking we're getting a, a platinum game, uh, you know, uh, now we're now we're getting a not only are we, we we are getting a platinum game, but it looks like shit, and we just wasted more of our time with the Square Enix press conference. So it was a double negative for them because we're wasting near Automata team, and we just wasted more of my fucking time at this back half of bullshit from from Square Enix. Um, where yeah, like I said, it just it felt like nobody came away. Uh, in a good place with this press conference because no. you just you you pissed off the hardcore like more like you're better off just doing a Guardians of the Galaxy and then ending it there because they would just been annoyed that you didn't announce anything but the fact that you announced a bunch of shit after the fact and you just it all was bad that's upsetting <laughs> like you like your yeah. your one more thing looks like a really like um the the there's that fake Kazarai uh Twitter account that's he only comes he he only does it during like big like PlayStation stuff. But he doesn't. He used to be like, like yeah. I, I. He's awesome. But he he kind of retired the account a while back. But he still pops up for every now and again for like PlayStation stuff. And he said the reason why the the uh, Final Fantasy Origins uh, doesn't work is corrupted on PS5 is because PS3 games don't work on PS5, which was awesome. A plus A plus S tier fucking tweet right there. Um, yeah, so that was good. I, I enjoyed that one. Um, yeah, so my my bottom square that that was that was offensive to everybody. The last thirty minutes, but game of the show, Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. <laughs> All right, and with that said and done, let's go ahead and wrap up this show here for the week. So, 
in order to go through and uh, enjoy our content right here, let me just tell you a little bit about where, where we are on. Tongue-tied. Come on. Need to finish strong. <laughs> it's late on a Tuesday. So, We're allowed. I know. It's late on that Tuesday, and I'm fucking exhausted, too. So, on Twitter, we are Drunk Nerds Pod. On Facebook, Drunk Dash Nerds. On Twitch, Drunk Nerds Podcast. On YouTube, Drunk Dash Nerds. On Spotify, Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. I believe we are the same on Apple. Anywhere pods are cast, say. just look up Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Exactly, especially Anchor as well, mm, because that's sponsor. one of the people that are helping sponsor us. So we like to thank the people we, on Anchor. We make enough. <laughs> we can make enough money from them. We can each get. We can almost each get a coffee from Starbucks. Oh yeah, well yeah, free coffee every once in a while every, sounds good to me. Once a month we get a free coffee. So, <laughs> but. Also, if you guys are interested in watching me stream Night Trap, considering that now I have to go through this slog, my Twitch stream, which has remained dormant for a while, is going to be Colonel Gables. Like, twitch.tv slash Colonel Gables. Yes. yes. Let me know when you're. Let me know ahead of time when you want to stream it, and I'll post it on our, our Twitter account when you're going to stream it. Right. I'm going to go forth. I need to research the best times in order for me yeah. not only to acquire the game, but also to schedule a streaming thing. Because, yes, I'm on vacation. And in regards for this week from work, I am definitely going to have a good rest, good sleep tonight because of the E3 stuff being over. But if you want to watch me go through a, a terrible classic game, well, you're going to be in for a treat because sometime soon we will announce it. But I gotta play through some Night Trap. So I'm gonna get it on PS5. I'm gonna be streaming through there because I don't really have a good working camera yet. But, uh. Hard to find. That may change. Yeah. That may change. So, in closing, I have been your Hurst. Uh, Hurst? Haha! <laughs> I ain't dead yet, motherfucker! Anyway. You might be after Night Trap. <laughs> oh, good point. But anyway, in conclusion, I have been your host for this week. Colonel Gables. I've been Tyler. All right, guys. So until next time, everyone, have yourself a fun week. Definitely get yourself a good amount of sleep if you're like me and so exhausted from all the E3 news Mm -hmm. coverage, and especially if you were knocked out by Nintendo today. And most importantly of all, thank you for enjoying another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. Hey, Gables. Yes. Too sweet. Too sweet, man. Bye, guys. See ya.